I went on the pill when I was, I reckon I was like 17 or 18 yeah. and I do not remember ever hearing any of this stuff. Oh yeah, same. I was just told that it's a great option, um, yeah. it's going to help you get rid of all these symptoms, you're not going to get pregnant and yeah. I was like, you know, young 18-year-old me, I'm like, woo, that's amazing, get me on that. Yeah. I never heard about any of this and it probably, I was on it for years and same. it wasn't until I started studying natural medicine yep. that I was like, oh. Yeah, you get off of it Whoa. and you're like, wow, is this how yeah. I'm supposed to feel? And actually one of the things that I noticed was pheromones. I could smell things differently, <gasps> yeah. especially, you know, with a partner or... So, yeah, there was just a lot yeah. of things. But I wonder if that's why I was attracted to so many duds. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Today's guest is Angelica Hazel, an Adelaide-based clinical nutritionist, fertility awareness educator, owner and developer of Saha Botanica Organic Tea Range, and mum of two beautiful girls. Angelica is passionate about fertility and supporting women to optimise their health before, during and after pregnancy. With an extensive list of qualifications, she knows a thing or two about nourishing the body and getting the best results for her clients. Today we are going to chat about the pill and the effects this can have on the body, fertility and answer all those burning questions and myths we have all had at one point in time. So welcome, Angelica Hazel. Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> so excited and I guess honoured to be here. Of course. I'm so happy you're here. You have so much wisdom and knowledge to share. So I thought, oh. let's get you on. This is a this is a topic I feel like so many women are super interested in. So let's get into it. So awesome. as a natural health expert with a master in reproductive medicine, can you tell us a little bit about the importance of our natural reproductive cycle? And how the pill actually works. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I guess I would start with uh, a very wise naturopath called Lara Bryden um, refers to your period as your monthly report card. And I just love this because what it means is that the health of your periods is a great insight into your overall health. Having a natural cycle is not only key to understanding your health, but it's important for making women's hormones. So uh, the women's hormones uh, that our body naturally produces are estrogen and progesterone. Mm -hmm. uh, estrogen gets a bit of a bad rap, but it really does have so many amazing functions such as stimulating libido, uh, boosting serotonin, enhancing, yeah, just to name a few. And then you've got progesterone, which yeah. is kind of a um, yin to estrogen's yang. Okay. And it's a beautiful, like calming hormone. It reduces inflammation, builds muscles, promotes sleep, and also gives like that beautiful, healthy um, hair. Beautiful. All so, these good things. All the good yeah. stuff. So if you're on the pill, uh, which is a hormonal form of birth control, then you don't make these hormones. So, so you, you don't make them at all. It cuts everything off. Well, what it does is it suppresses ovulation and it replaces okay. your natural sex hormones with steroid hormones. So fake hormones. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it's like a, it's a hormone yeah. replacement therapy, basically. Okay. So if you're on the combined oral contraceptive pill, which um, most women are, what it does is it gives you a duo of ethanol estrogen and progestins that work on the brain to prevent the release of hormones, um, which are needed for follicular development and ovulation. 
So so what is ovulation? Basically, it's when you release the egg. So it suppresses um, your body's ability to do that. Mm-hmm. It also thickens uh, your cervical mucus so the sperm can't penetrate. And I guess the real key thing is that these steroid hormones aren't the same as your natural hormones. So you don't get yeah. all of those good benefits. Okay. And some so of, all that healthy hair yeah, all the and good those stuff. serotonin and yeah. all of that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Sometimes it does the opposite. Wow. So okay. the progestins can actually uh, cause hair loss. Wow. Which is a little bit scary. Yeah. And often women don't work this out, you know, um, until years later. Why is my hair, why am I losing hair? Wow. Um, so, yeah, if you have a natural cycle, often people think like the real star of the show is the period. Mm. But actually it's ovulation because when you ovulate you produce progesterone and if you're on the pill you can't produce progesterone so you don't get all of those beautiful calming benefits. Wow so it just shuts things down and kind of replaces it with something synthetic. Yes. (laughs) Wow and women go on this for years and years so that could have some terrible effects which we'll get into I'm sure 100% like I guess I want to say beforehand that if a woman wants to go on the pill and she finds that that's the best choice for her yeah I'm 100% okay with that yeah but I think it's not often a conversation that's had before going on the pill I mean if you let women know some of these uh, side effects such as like low libido Mm. hair loss um and often you're going on the pill so you can yeah. have sex. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, you, wow. you wouldn't necessarily want to if you, no. if you knew that. So. I was. I went on the pill when I was, I reckon I was like 17 or 18. Yeah. And I do not remember ever hearing any of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Same. I was just told that it's a great option. Um, yeah. It's going to help you get rid of all these symptoms. You're not going to get pregnant. And yeah. I was like, you know, young 18 year old me. I'm like, woo, that's amazing. <laughs> get me on that. Yeah. I never heard about any of this. And it probably, I was on it for years and Same. it wasn't until I started studying natural medicine yep. that I was like, whoa. Yeah. You get off of whoa. it and you're like, wow, is this how yeah. it's supposed to feel? And actually one of the things that I noticed was pheromones. I could smell things differently, <gasps> yeah. especially, you know, with a partner or so, yeah, there was just a lot yeah. of things. But um, I wonder if that's why I was attracted to so many duds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that explains yeah. so much. My terrible it's choices. Like, <gasps> it wasn't oh just me and my... Wow, that explains so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. Like that's all we needed to hear. <laughs> Mic drop. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> so coming on from that, a lot of us are told from a pretty young age that the pill will completely put a stop to period cramps and all those really intense period symptoms. But that seems like just a band-aid fix to me as well, which is obviously something that I've learned. So from a holistic perspective, usually these symptoms are just signs of, you know, those deeper issues and deficiencies. And instead of being advised to go on the pill, from a natural medicine perspective, how else can we manage those symptoms and also really find the root cause? Because that's what we need to do in all of these cases. Like I think one thing I've learned is that every symptom is because of something deeper. Yeah. You know, it's not just your monthly cycle coming along and now you've got these excruciating cramps and pain and all of these things going on. It's usually something to do with imbalances and deficiencies. So from a natural medicine perspective, what can you shed some light on that and also give us some info on what we can do to prevent that and find that root cause? Yeah, absolutely. So 
I 100% agree with you. I think the pill is definitely a bit of a Band-Aid cure-all that's resorted to uh, way too often. But I guess like, you know, if you're talking about it from a teenager's perspective, Mm. um, you know, they're often put on the pill to regulate their cycles. But it's really normal for them to have irregular cycles for the first couple of years. Putting them on the pill doesn't fix that. They just need time to let their cycles regulate. Mm. Secondly, look, I really recommend working with a natural healthcare practitioner to really give you personalized advice because mm-hmm. the root of um, your health issue will be different to every to other women's. Yes. Um, so I guess it's kind of hard to say, yes, it'll be this or this. Mm-hmm. I mean, some things you can do to reduce negative symptoms associated with your period or yeah. to regulate it is to reduce your stress. Mm-hmm. Um, get Big one. Yeah, yeah huge. that's a big one. Yeah, get adequate quality sleep, reduce inflammation and just yeah. eat a nutrient-dense diet. And look, I guess the other really important thing here is that mild discomfort with your period is normal. Yep. But if you're getting extreme pain that is yeah. stopping you from living your everyday life and like, you know, you're having to take time out, you're having to um, manage the pain with medication, you really want to get it looked at. Yeah. Because you want to get screened for things like endometriosis, mm. adenomyosis. I think here you really do need to advocate for yourself because often these conditions are not diagnosed till way, way, yes. way later. Yes. So it's usually around when you're like, all right, I want to get pregnant now. And then there's all these complications yeah. and you're finding it really difficult. And it's like, wow, all those symptoms I had many, many moons ago <laughs> are the reason for this. And it's it, you kind of kick yourself, I guess, because you're like, wow, if I just got on this. Yeah, especially yeah. with endometriosis. Yeah. It, if you leave it for too long, it can cause infertility. Yeah, so wow, you want to get so that, scary. Yeah, you want to get that stuff looked at. So when it comes to that, so anyone who's listening, what are the what are the signs? What are the warning signs? What are Like what symptoms should we keep an eye out on? It's difficult because some women with endometriosis don't actually get any symptoms. Wow. But, you know, severe period pain can be a big one. Heavy Mm. menstrual blood loss, um, lots of clotting. Um, Sometimes it can be pain that radiates all the way down the legs, all of those kind of things. And I think if you feel like something's not right, you just have to advocate for yourself. If you go to one doctor and you Mm. feel like, you know, they're not hearing you and your symptoms are just being gaslighted, then it's really important to seek a second opinion. I think it's so important to learn to trust ourselves and listen to our gut because there are so many times where you've got an opinion or (laughs) you've seen someone or you've heard something and you're like, I just don't feel that's right, but I guess this person knows more than me and they studied longer than me. But even though I don't feel good, I'm I'm just going to go with what they say. But a lot of the time it's like, you know what, that's fine. They have given you that advice, but you still don't feel right. You still feel in your gut that there's something wrong. So follow through with that. Trust yourself and, you know, do what you got to do to get that second opinion. 100%. And often it's a team. Yeah. Like yeah. no one practitioner can be no. like the be all and end all for everyone. And I yeah. think when it comes to like chronic health conditions like endometriosis, things like that, you you want a team of people. It could be an acupuncturist, it yeah. could be a really good doctor, it could be a nutritionist or a naturopath. Yeah. And it's just finding that supportive team that you feel listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. So does the pill cause nutrient deficiencies? And if we're on the pill, how can we compensate to make up for those losses? So essentially this is for someone who <laughs> maybe on the pill at the moment and they're not feeling as great. Does it actually cause nutrient deficiency? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, it does. Yep. Okay. And how can we compensate? So, look, the research suggests some of the nutrient deficiencies mm-hmm. include like your B vitamins, like folic acid, B12, B6, riboflavin, selenium, yeah. magnesium, vitamin C and zinc. 
So all the See, very I'm... essential ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, very essential. So some of the benefits that those vitamins and minerals and antioxidants have on the body, that's energy and yeah. fertility and hormonal and just, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of good things. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, you look at magnesium and its ability yeah. to like um, relax muscles, yeah. help with um, stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty, and pretty important so stuff. That's kind of stuff all on the inside. But what about the outside? The skin issues, hair loss, 100%. Um, dry skin, all of those things that, yeah. that would deplete those things as well. So it's not just internal, it's external. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So wow. I guess it really goes to show that women that are on the pill need to be a little bit more conscious with their diet. Okay. And they need to make sure that they are consuming foods to counteract this loss. Okay. So. And what, what kind of foods is that? Look, I think... It's hard to say you have to only eat these things, yeah. but if you're eating a nutrient-dense, broad diet, yeah. you should be able to meet okay. your needs. But yeah. again, I would, if I was on the pill and it yeah. was um, best case scenario, I'd say speak to someone because it's yeah. hard to be objective with your own diet. Of course. I mean, even if you're a healthcare practitioner, it's good mm. to get someone else of to be course. like, oh, you could add in this or you yeah. could add in that. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. So it's really, yeah. you know, a, a good general rule would be, you know, looking at getting in all the food groups. That's probably not cutting anything out. 100%. And, and, and if you know, you're vegan and vegetarian, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so if someone listening to this episode is thinking about coming off the pill yeah and wants to find their natural cycle again what advice do you give them and nutritionally what should they be doing because I'm sure this would enlighten a few people and you know maybe some someone who's listening to this is planning on having a baby soon so Mm -hmm. you know what what advice can we give them Look, firstly, I would say babies aside, um, if you first went on the pill for um, contraception, that you definitely want to make sure that's sorted first because you don't want any, like, surprises. Yeah, okay. Then after that, I would look at increasing your intake of the common nutrients that the pill depletes. So nutrient-dense diet, balance your blood sugars, support your gut health, pre- and probiotics, and supporting that liver to reduce the toxin exposure. And again, it's... If you're going off the pill, it's probably a good time to speak to a nutritionist or a naturopath before. So you can start making changes at least like a month before, um, especially for things like if you went on the pill for acne. If you start implementing changes um, while you're still on the pill, it can make it that some of the side effects less severe. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, ditching the sugar, um, Mm -hmm. you know, going easy or um, ditching the cow's milk dairy. Yeah. addressing any of your like digestive issues and you know getting some like good quality uh, targeted supplements yeah because that's I, I know a few girls who went on the pill at a young age for acne mm. and then in their late 20s decided to come off the pill because they wanted to get pregnant mm. but then ended up with this extreme adult acne and then got back on the pill straight yeah. away yeah. which I understand like it gets it's that's you don't want to be experiencing that in you know your mid to in late your 20s time, yeah, in your no. prime time yeah. exactly you want to have clear skin and all of those great things. So yeah, that's interesting that you say that, you know, if, if that was someone that, you know, sorry, if that has been you and mm. you did go on it for skin issues, then really look at speaking to a healthcare professional who can really help you to, you know, address those underlining issues yeah, so that you don't you. end up, yeah, yeah. That, so you don't end up with all that acne and whatever else that you had before. So yeah, um, I guess the other thing I'd say is the pill also has like some other side effects apart from like nutrient yeah. deficiencies. Okay. Um, you can get an increased risk of like blood clots. Oh, wow. And, okay. you know, if you're someone that suffers from varicose veins, then you mm. really shouldn't be taking the pill. It can cause weight gain, depression, yeah. um, mm. which again, I don't think is talked about enough. No. 
And what I found really interesting is that it can also have a negative effect on the vaginal microbiome. Some women find that they get more increased incidence of like yeast infections. um, And it can also um, influence the gut microbiome. So, yeah, there's been some studies to show it increases your risk of Crohn's. Wow. So, yeah. It's crazy. One it's little huge. pill. Yeah. One little pill. And yep. like, look at all these side effects. <laughs> yeah. Scary. I know that from a personal experience, when I was on the pill, I was, I was pretty young. I was in my early 20s. I noticed when I came off the pill, my mental health was so much better. Same. I was so much happier. I just was more optimistic and it just makes you think far out for all those years that I was on it, you know, the anxiety, the low moods, you mm. know, it's crazy that just one little pill can have such an impact. And I definitely experienced that a lot. Yeah. Um, when I, yeah, when I came off, I noticed my mood was so different. So it's like the fog has lifted because yes. I felt like yeah. that too. And it was pretty immediate. Like I felt like for me, I reckon it was, I noticed that change within the first month of coming off. And, yeah. you know, I know for everyone it's different. Like I know some women, it took six months to 12 yeah. months to get a normal cycle and I guess, yeah, I, I just noticed a lot of things changed for me within those first four weeks of coming off, which was, yeah. My husband was like, oh, there you are. Yeah, <laughs> you're back. You're crazy. crazy. Yeah, you're not crazy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was definitely more fiery oh. when I was on the pill. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm Italian, so we already have fieriness in us. So imagine, yeah, imagine <laughs> having the pill on top of that. Jeez. I think I was more emo. I was like, oh, 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 oh my God. <laughs> just like crying about yeah, like wow. whatever. Yeah. Yes. Oh, couldn't gosh. deal with life. No, so. everything's too hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let's chat fertility and the pill. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is your area. Yes. Um, so does the pill affect fertility and would it have any long-term effects on being able to conceive? Look, when you look at current research, it doesn't show long-term fertility issues. But yeah. what I've observed clinically and what I've also studied is that Often when women come off the pill, it can be a considerable amount of time before they regain their periods. Mm. Some women, it can be a matter of like a couple of months. Boom, it's back and you're ovulating again. But other women, it can take years. Yeah. So it can be determined, um, you know, what your periods were like before you went on the pill. If they were regular, if you didn't really have too many issues, then often that they'll come back um, quickly. Pretty quick. You know, if you went on for to to regulate and you didn't look mm. at the root cause, it can you know the same issue will be presenting itself. Yeah. Wow. So again, it's just about getting to that root cause. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the other thing to think about is if you're on the pill at a really young age. Yeah. Often, um, you know, women are having babies later. With you know, we're wanting the careers, we're wanting to do all these things. Yeah. If you're on the pill for decades later, you need to. I guess something to consider is your ovarian reserves can be a little bit more diminished and your eggs will be naturally aging because of all of that, you know, time that's gone past. So it's not always as simple as, all right, I'm going to go on the pill and then I'll just stop and get pregnant. Boom. So it's, um, yeah, yeah. you've got to, lots of things that we need to consider that probably a lot of us don't. Yeah, you and know? it's hard when you're yeah. type A and you're like, I'm going to get pregnant now. Exactly. I'm going to plan this. This is but, my plan. But natural health in your body it just doesn't always yeah. work like that. No. So, yeah. Wow. Um, so how long before wanting to conceive should someone come off the pill to get their reproductive system working optimally and balance their hormones? Because from what I'm hearing, <laughs> it, it really is a varied question, I guess, depending yeah. on your body and what your cycle was like before. But can you shed any light on that? Sure. So look, it takes around 100 days for your follicles to mature. 
Okay. Um, it takes around 74 days for sperm production. And mm-hmm. this is often why, like, you hear people talk about that three-month time period for preconception care. Yeah. But, look, I would say it, it depends. Like, preconception care is really important for the man and the woman. If you were experiencing period issues before, you need to kind of allow for that. Yeah. Because you can come off the pill and we don't know how long it'll take. And, you know... Healthy eating, it's not always as straightforward as, yeah. okay, now I'm just going to switch and now I'm eating really healthy. So I think three months is a minimum. I okay. often advise my clients if they can, six to 12 months, just so, you know, you can really get yourself in that, um, in those healthy habits. Yeah, um, of course, create a good routine for yourself. Make it your new normal. 100%. Yeah, because you want to continue that even after the baby's arrived 100%. and during the pregnancy and yeah forever <laughs> yeah definitely and yeah. it just takes two like I think yeah. it's really important for both partners to yes. do that because both partners like their health will have an effect on the yeah. future child. I feel like that is something that's only come into light in the last few years to be honest yeah. like I feel like it's always been the woman's responsibility and it's no bullshit. one's really yeah <laughs> No yeah. one's really ever said, oh, the male's got to step up. He's got to do all these things and be completely healthy and whatever. Yeah. Like he's got to take half of that responsibility. I feel like it's only really, you know, now we only hear about this. And yeah, yeah, it's a bit sad. Those poor women back in the day yeah. had to take full responsibility for everything when it comes to conception. 100%. So, it takes yeah, two. It takes two, definitely. So everything the woman's doing, the man should be doing as well. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, for all absolutely. those months. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'd just say give yourself time. Don't put that pressure on yourself that you're going to come off the pill and everything will just return easily. Yeah. You, yeah. Just, you don't know. Okay. We want to get your nutrients back up. Um, and, yeah. yeah, we just want to see how so things So what's a good out. way to monitor that? Like what's a good way to monitor from... How your body's coping from when you first get off the pill to maybe like a few months down the track? How do you, how would you spot those differences? Look, I um, teach fertility education and yep. I'm a big fan of charting. Okay. I'm pretty old school. I yep. do it with like pen and paper and we yep. just write down every day what you're experiencing. I do it like for fertility, but also yep. for health. So it's yep. like writing down um, if you notice any uh, like fertile mucus temperature charting as well and just like noting any symptoms okay so yep. once you have that you can look over the last few months and be like oh okay this happened there and yeah yeah because wow, okay. you don't remember otherwise no if of you don't course record not. it you're like oh what, what well was I that? think I felt the same I don't yeah, know like, I don't yeah. remember what I ate for breakfast yes. yesterday yeah, let alone yeah, like exactly. if there was like mucus and mucus present. on my undies about yeah. a month ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> oh <laughs> so, gosh okay yeah. so charting and just being aware of what's going on and writing yeah. down those changes and yeah, I guess also energy and how you're feeling within yourself day to day is also another good indicator of your health in general. I think, you know. Yeah. Not- I think women are tuning into that yes, more. Yes, I agree. Whereas when yeah. I was, not that I'm old, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, it was just, yeah. you just get on with yeah, it. It was so much more hustle. I'm good. I'm great. Whereas now it's more like honoring how you're feeling, yes. which is really Taking good. it easy. And, yeah. You know, going within, which is great. Yes. So now that we've chatted a bit about the pill, let's get on to our menstrual cycle and what your nutritionist approved tips are on optimizing nutrition and exercise through the various stages of our cycle. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm obviously a big fan of working with the natural cycle um, and not against it. And I'm actually currently running a workshop Mm -hmm. with my good friend Sahela from Nyssa. And we dive deep into uh, the phases of the menstrual cycle. And then we educate women on the best times to eat during the cycle and what kinds of exercise. So I guess without um, giving too much away, I will give you some tips. 
So from an exercise perspective, when you're on your period, I think it really depends how you you as a woman feel because mm. some women find they like exercising, some just yeah. don't. But if you can incorporate like gentle stretches and walks, that it's a good time. Yep. During the rest of the follicular phase after your period, um, then you kind of amp it up a little bit. Okay. So a bit more medium to high intensity and some strength training. Mm-hmm. Then like when ovulation happens, like most women feel like superwomen. Yes. That's when they feel sexy, they yep. feel vibrant. And that's actually a really good time to achieve a personal best. Okay. With um, exercise, you can really go into that like high intensity yep. training. Mm-hmm. Then after following ovulation, it's kind of like a gradual slowdown. Yeah. As you move like, you know, in the days leading up to your period, it's more about restorative movement. Okay. So yep. low intensity yoga and just, again, like that yeah. resting, tuning into your body. Okay. So, so it's really just about listening because if yeah. we do listen to what our body wants, you will be so aware of how you're feeling. Yeah. I noticed that I will have my best week at the gym during my, when I'm ovulating. Yeah. And literally the week after, I am like, why am I here? Yes. Why am I doing this? Yep. It's so hard. Yeah. Why can't I lift these weights anymore? Yeah. And it's kind of like, what? At first I was like, what's going on? Like I was so strong last yep. week and now I'm not. But then it's all about, okay, hold on a second. Where am I within my cycle? Yeah. It's not that I've lost all this strength in a week. It's simply because... I'm in a different phase of my cycle. I'm going into my period and I need to listen and be a little bit more gentle. And it's okay if I can, you know, Mm -hmm. don't go to all these high intensity classes. Or if I do go, I lift, um, you know, lighter weights. Yeah. And I don't push myself as hard. So, yeah, it's really good to just have that in the back of your mind because it kind of makes everything click and you don't lose that confidence. You don't, you know, if you're someone who... I am quite physically active myself and I know that when yeah, I wasn't... Yeah, I've seen you go. Yeah. <laughs> F45 and oh, you know yeah. that. <laughs> but I know that I would at first I'd be like, what the heck? Like, what is going yeah. on? I was so good last week. Now I'm getting down on myself because I feel like, why aren't I pushing myself? I feel crap. Mm. But then it's like, hold on a second. I'm getting my period in a week. Like, that's yeah. why I need to be gentle. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. So it's so good that you point out those areas of, you know, your different phases of your cycle and how you should be moving and, and being in tune with your energy levels because it has such a big difference on what you can do through those phases. Yeah, like work with it, not against it. Like it's yep. counterintuitive. If you feel like crap and you... Yep. Don't feel like pushing yourself. Mm. You're not going to achieve what you want to achieve yes, anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, this is where I envy boys because oh, they just yes. go to the, like, especially, you know, I've, I know lots of guys that go to the gym and they push themselves every week and they're just like, oh, why aren't you doing what you did last week? And I'm yeah. like, oh, you don't understand. 100%. <laughs> so but they don't envious. get to make, they don't really get to make babies. Exactly. So, so we, are, exactly. we are very lucky. Yes, we are very lucky. But all right. So before we finish today, I would love to know what is one key lesson you have learned on your journey with natural health, fertility and nutrition that you would tell your younger self? Because I'm sure you've got something. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Look, I would say that periods and women's health is important for so much more than just having a baby. You can't, you know, switch off everything until you want to get pregnant. It's really important to, I guess, have a good understanding of your body and tune into that. Yeah. So I'd tell my younger self, get off the pill, girl. Um, Embrace your cycle. Don't suppress it. And just Learn as much as you can about your body because yeah. your relationship with yourself um, is just so important. So. Yeah, 
Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, so well, yep. and, be, and be kind to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's one thing we're really not. And it's yeah. something we need to remind ourselves all the time. Be kind. It's okay. You're yes. going to get through this. Like learn about it, like you said, and, and just be in control of your body. Yeah, and... don't beat yourself up for what you don't know. Yeah, when exactly. you know better, you do better. Yes. But it's not about that judgment. No. So. Beautiful. Good. So where can we find more of you? You're doing so much in this health space. You're doing so much with fertility. You're helping so many women. I watch your journey and I think, oh my God, you're amazing. You're doing so much and with your courses as well. So where can we find more of you? Where do we look you up? Thank you so much. Where do we much? come and see you in clinic? Oh, yes, come see me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So my website is uh, mm-hmm. You can also find me on my Instagram, angelica underscore hazel underscore nutrition. And yes, I consult in clinic at Soul Movement Studio, but you can find all the details on my website. So beautiful. Yeah, Amazing. come say hi. Yes, <laughs> so good. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing so much valuable information on this topic. I definitely feel like it is something that we have so many questions about. I know that I did um, when I was younger and I was on it and before I studied natural health. So, you know, this is going to be so helpful for so many women who are at different phases of their life, whether they have just gone on the pill, whether they're thinking about it, whether they want to come off of it or whether they want to have a baby soon. So thank you. you. So Yeah, no, you're amazing. So thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I I hope women get something out of it. Oh, I'm sure they will. And I know that when I'm going to be ready to have a baby, I'll be coming to see you. Yeah, Yeah, I got you, girl. (laughs) Amazing. So that brings us to the end of today episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope that you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to all of you. Bye! Bye.